Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Happy Friday. Thank you, Brother Andrew. Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, stuffy, but I'm giving God thanks. Uh, I <clears throat> got home late last night, and when I looked, the Toronto is under a lot of snow. I look outside now, and it's really a lot of snow falling in Toronto, and it's very cold. And uh, the Toronto thing, they always say, the people who celebrate Christmas always say they want a white Christmas. You know, but for us, we want a relationship with Jesus. We want to come higher. You know what I mean? They just said, oh, I want a white Christmas. You know, but the attention should be on our Savior and what he has done for us. So personally, I'm so grateful. Um, I was just reflecting back on how the Lord has kept me. I heard Sister Landa, I heard Sister um, Desiree, and I heard many others, uh, you know, their testimony and their passion, how much they love the Lord, and uh, how much they were under attack. I want to let you know that I was just reflecting and saying, Lord, we have been through so much with this ministry and you have kept me. When I look back over the years and some of the testimonies, and I know the Lord has been pressing me to get ready to write two or three books. You know, I was speaking to somebody and they were saying they were watching Raja Manobo in testimony. And I'm saying to them that what we've been through is 20 times what Raja Manobo been through. 20 times. You know? And I said, Lord, we have so much information to share. You know, so many testimonies over the years. Some is written down, some is shared on the prayer line. There's so many things that the Lord has done and kept us. Or the enemy tries to take us out several times. But I personally want to say thanks to the Lord. Because every time the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard and is always protected me and that's why i know that the lord called this ministry for such a time like this because we should have been dead the attacks 
sometimes most of the attacks are on my finance and my you know just on basic life you know seems sometimes like everything we do the devil comes against it but god did not give him permission to touch my body or god's people's body who work the button to christ especially the frontline workers you know god had created uh, a vacuum around us to protect us because some warfare we've been in we should not come out alive and god kept us so i know he have a purpose for us because a lot of people have been learning and learning and learning concerning warfare and what we're up against and i just want to say thanks to the lord for protecting me and for guiding me along this way there's times when i felt like this is it you know but there's a fire burning inside no matter what i do i can't give up i have to press forward so i'm just thanking god and asking that he will continue to protect me and my family to continue to lead me no matter what and i know i'm gonna keep going on and sometimes you see it's evident the evidence that we're under attack sometimes no matter what to do it seems like you're rotating you just can't get the breakthrough you come seeking but nevertheless i'm praising the lord because he said the righteous fall seven times and get up and i want to tell you this is the last tuesday sorry the last friday friday morning for the for the for the new year am i right yeah yeah not say the, the last but we are approaching the last the last of the year and you have to ask yourself how did the lord led me through this year the amount of people died from covid it's unbelievable and the lord kept you and i you know we heard our dear sister testify about working in the different homes and and everything that happened and how she did not caught the, the, the covid the lord protected her you know god has a special edge around his people i'm telling you so if we know better we should do better you know we should stay in the word because we have a plan for us I'm going to pray and I'm going to open the word. And the word the Lord gave me this morning is 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 17 to 19. And it's amazing because Peter chapter 4 is very loaded. 
with power. Because when I look first, I look at verse 7, and the Lord is saying no. You know, but I will read verse 7, then I will go down to verse 17 to the end. And uh, I know God have a word for us. He just gave me this word and said, just tell my people that. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful this morning that you led us to First Peter chapter 4. And Lord, it's not about me or anybody on the prayer line. It's all about what you want to say to us and how we are to watch. And while we watch, we have to be sober. And, and being sober in the spiritual realm is to know where we are. You know, is to know our condition. Is to know why we are studying the word. Why are we on the prayer line this morning? Where are we waiting for the Lord? So, Lord, just help us, Lord, as we open up your words, that it will go forth with power this morning, and your people will be wakened to the blood. Thank you, Lord. This is my humble prayer. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Okay, so I'm going to go to verse 7 first, and then I will go on. Okay, so look at verse 7. It says, But the end of all things is at hand. So let's take it in the context of just that verse. The end of all things is at hand. You see, it's a a warning to God's people that we should not be like the children of Israel. We should not be like the children when Noah built that ark who listen and mock. The end of all things is at hand. You see, this time when the end is coming, it's not like any other time under the sun. Because Christ is about to come to vindicate his character, to show the world that he is Christ and to come back for his children who has been waiting a long time. And God is saying that we should take note of the time we're living in. Take note of the calamities around the world and the tens of thousands of people that have been killed and all the, the things that is happening that is affecting his church, that his church is under lockdown all over. All over the world. The church is locked down. What is then the enemy is behind this corona but God allows it to happen to wake us up? What if we don't we can assume and say that's the case, but what's the plan of the Lord? When I look at it then and I was discussing with somebody that we speak about the 
new world order and the one world government, the mark of the beast. Who would have thought that the mark of the beast could come through a virus? What if very soon we cannot move unless you take the the vaccine? What if the vaccine, they, they did not give the full dose. You have to take it more than once. You have to take it and then go back for another shot. What if the second shot is where the enemy is going to subdue people? They want to see how many people are going to take it in the first shot to see if they're going to reach their quota of 90 or 99% or what? What if the enemy is going to use this strain of virus to get to humanity, to slow down, so he thinks, the spreading of the gospel. What if? What should the church do? Because I heard a lot of people say, it's the law of the land. The church have to comply. Have you ever thought about what's coming for the Christian? And we talk about running to the hills and what is this is part of it, but it's very subtle. And some of us are so comfortable and still saying, oh, I'm staying in. I don't have it. I praise God. I'm staying in. What if there's a bigger picture? How many of us have ever prayed and gone to the Lord and said, Lord, is there a bigger picture to this virus? Is this man-made virus that's shutting down the churches around the globe? to give the government dominance and control over the population so that they can put what they want to put into that vaccine. Not necessarily the first shot, but the second shot. What if something is on the horizon? How are we going to safeguard ourselves? from this. What if? So you know that um, we read about how the New World Order is going to come and the papers and movement and the U.S. and how the U.S. is going to be in charge and the dominance around the world. Amidst my, my business, I, 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 I I've read a lot of materials of what's going on around the world. And just this week, the U.S. Army came out with a new plane that they built in one year. And nobody is a serious jet. And it wasn't advertised. Nobody knew about it. I read the article, I looked at it just a couple of days ago, and uh, but they didn't speculate a lot of what it does. And I know it have the, the world worrying about this plane. One of the most powerful planes is the F-35. And this plane is beyond human 
comprehension. But now they come out silently in one year, they build a plane with the type of technology and everything in it, a new development, one year. And it can do things that they do not talk about. It's a, it's a secret, but they showed it. And it just shows the capabilities and how things are gearing up for a bigger picture. And God is asking us, what are we doing? Because I'm looking, as I said, on the virus here, and I'm saying, I never thought there was one way the church could be controlled so fast by just an outbreak where we have to be to obey the government. And the government said they're going to lock down and this is the restriction and this is what's going to happen and we have to comply. So what about when it becomes the bigger picture? When they can use the heat-seeking missile to search for the Christian who ran away into the woods. What if the time come when they come out with a next law, like the Sunday law, and the Christian said, I'm not going to comply. And they are saying, well, this is like the virus, the corona. If you don't comply, we're going to get you and we're going to force it on you or we're going to put you in jail. What if this is just uh, an entry level to what's coming? What if? Have you thought about it like that, brethren, this morning? Have you thought about it? When Noah was here with the ark and he built it, they were just laughing and they're seeing it every day and probably somebody was saying, Suppose it's true. We have to take action. You see, when I read um, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Where he's saying, there's a time when all my words are going to be fulfilled. And we better watch out. And then he says, after that, be he therefore, be he therefore. He's like say, you know, listen, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm warning you. Be sober. Be, be he therefore sober and watch unto prayer. It says be sober. You know, the opposite of being intoxicated being drunk, be sober, I mean, your head is not giddy, you're not being said things in your thought, you are able to think and comprehend, you're able to listen and analyze. He's saying we should listen, we should analyze, and we should not be drunk in such a time like this when Christ is about to come. We've seen the signs. How are we going to handle it? Because we know the word so much. We can tell you, we know what to do. We're Seventh-day Adventists. But how many of us are locked up in our homes 
and our church buildings are locked up because we have to comply to the law. So what about when the Sunday law comes then? You think we can break all, we can be obedient to all the laws, but when the Sunday law comes, we're not going to be obedient to it. When they said, you better go to church on Sunday, and you better, if not, you're going to receive the mark. You think it's okay then to disobey the government? I'm just sending out this for thought to say, what if the government is telling us to lock up all the churches now, you know, and everybody's staying at home more? What if this is a test of God's people? To anoint yourself and say, we're not going to catch a virus in Jesus' name. This disease is not of God, and we are protected in Jesus' name, and we're going to go for it. What if? Have you heard anybody calling? I know January, we're going to have a week of prayer for the entire Adventist church. We have a week of prayer starting from the 6th of January. You know, where the church is calling for prayer. Well, what if we pray, but there's no discerner? We're praying, but we don't know what God wants us to do. We're just praying. But there's not a prophet amongst us. There's nobody who will give him direction. Like when back then the people of God prayed and somebody God will empower to come to tell them what to do. Do we think that this don't happen anymore? I'm just throwing these things out there to say, the government enforce that we stay at home and we have this conversation with a lot of people and they said, we have to obey the law. We better stay home to be safe. But this is a setup for the bigger picture. What when they come and say, you know what? Things are out of hand and we better worship, return to worship. And we want everybody out of your house on Sundays in the church. And if you don't, we're going to knock your door. We're going to put you in jail. If there's somebody who's going to say, this is the law, you know, of the land, we got to comply. Is it the same thing happening? Just a thought. Because the Lord says we should be vigilant. We should watch in prayer. We should... Pray without ceasing. I want you to go down to, I'm in the same chapter, go down to verse 17. And this is a serious time we're living in. And these are all familiar scriptures. But the Lord just asked me to share these this morning. It says in verse 17, for the time, so remember this, verse 7, he's saying to us to watch and be sober and we should be in prayer. And now as you continue here, for the time is come that judgment must, I underline must. And I, I wonder why, Lord, why? Okay, I'm going to read it again. For the time, remember again, watch into prayer and be sober. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. 
So let's stop there. And we're just looking at it in a practical way this morning of what do we need to do as God's people. If we're going to remain just quiet and waiting and hoping that the storm will pass by, what if it doesn't pass? You know what I mean? So if the Lord is saying to us that judgment must begin at the house of God, then you have to think, then, what is judgment? Judgment is when God's people are going to be judged and when probation is going to be, be up. It's going to be your probatory period, meaning the time that you are assigned a lacking on earth to give your life to the Lord is over. And the Lord is going to open the book of, you know, of the records and he's going to say, it's over. If you're righteous, let you be righteous still. If you're unjust, you'll remain unjust still. God is not having the book open with your name and then keeping it there and waiting until you sin. Then he say, I got you. No. The Lord, before he seals your probation, he dispatched angels to impress your heart, to surrender, and to give everything over to him and to make the right decision to follow him. He impresses your heart. And as he waits, he has your name there. Your name is being judged. Jesus, the representative, is saying, Lord, saying to God, have mercy upon my son, my servant. Could you save him? And the Lord says, okay, let me send out these angels to impress his heart, to surrender, and to turn. And he impresses people to pray for each other. So during that time, when you're there, you decided, I want to give my life. And you start to confess. It begins first in the house of the Lord. So it starts with people who know better. People who read about the commandments of God. The people who knew that it's time to surrender everything because Christ is at the door. He's not starting. So the people in the world will have another opportunity, so as to speak, because they be looking and seeing the times changing and they will want to come to know Christ. But us who knows better, God is going to keep us accountable. He's going to hold us accountable for knowing. So that's why the, the verse here, it says that judgment must. It's not say it's going to. It must. So therefore, it must go to the people who knows better. And he says then, and if it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So it's, he's looking ahead then to say, listen, if they, <clears throat> this judgment of just judging and getting the record straight <clears throat> to see who's going to be saved. Start in the church. What about those who out there who refuse the prompting of the Holy Spirit? 
what is their judgment going to be like? What if we end up on their side of the fence? Imagine then a line being drawn and there's two sides and all the heathen on one side who's always cursing God, gamblers and idolaters, and you find yourself over that side of the fence as God's children. How do you think we're going to be feeling? Seeing the new Jerusalem and knowing we can't enter, we're not worthy. Our name is not in the Lamb's book. How do you think you'll feel? You see, it's the sober time to look into the way the Lord led you through the entire year and to look and see and to say, Lord, what do I do now? You know, you led me through the year. I've seen the sign. Am I closer to you? What if you were to come or my probation was to be closed today? If the book was open, how would I be found? Are you going to say you are just and you will be saved in my kingdom? Which side are you going to find yourself on? Is it on the world side? Which side? All right, listen, look at verse 18, what it says. We've got a rough song, but I just, you know, want to take my time. I know we're a little bit late, but I just want to take my time so it's soaking as the Lord instruct me. In verse 18, it says, If the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So I underline the word scarcely. The phrasing, scarcely be saved. So even though we are Christian, there's a lot of doubters, there's a lot of people who are not going to make it. Because we bear the name Christianity, but we don't walk the talk. We don't live what we preach. So the Lord is saying there's still uh, a serious thing where a lot of my people are not going to be saved. Scarcely mean. He's saying the numbers are going to be few. So all we are going around and say, Jesus, Jesus, I'm a Christian, I'm this. A lot of people are not going to be saved. And he's making it known before. So it gives us the opportunity to change, to want to change, to remain on the Lord's side. Because he's saying scarcely, you know, a lot of people are not going to be saved. So he's saying then, if it's so hard for the Christian to be saved, what about if you find yourself on the other side of the fence? where you don't really know God. You are now the ungodly, the sinner. How do you think we're going to appear before God? He's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth when he comes, when humanity will wake up. A lot of people didn't see the coronavirus, but now a lot of people are dying. And this virus 
does not segregate. It does not say you're white, you're black, you're a Seventh-day Adventist. I'm going to leave you today. Once you're exposed and you have it, it's only the mercy of God. So, how deadly is this last days? And God wants us to really look and see which side you really on. Okay. All right. Listen, verse 19, I'm going to close it. Verse 19 says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto faith, a faithful creator. So in other words, then, the Lord is saying, in the last days, as we watch, as we are sober, as we are vigilant, as we are on the Lord's side, we are not on the other side, but we are fully committed our ways. We know that judgment is happening now, and the Lord is judging his people, and we are in position, and we are not afraid. The Lord says, wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls. So God is saying, amidst what you're going through, let us commit everything into his hands and have faith that the Lord is going to lead us, he's going to take us. Commit our keeping into his hand in well doing let us do everything well no matter how it's hard no matter how we are tested let us remember verse 7 be sober be vigilant watch in prayer watch how we watch staying on our knees and allow the power of god to work to us. That's the key of being sober, is being aware of, aware of what's going on around us. That the days are short, everything is very subtle, the devil is not doing things blatant because he's waiting until we seal. You know, and some of us, if we are doomed and the devil starts to expose himself, it's going to be too late. So there's a subtle movement going on. The coronavirus should open our eyes that it's not going to take a lot for them to pass serious laws that have us locked down and subjected to their rule, like the Sunday law. It is coming, and this is just a test in time. How shall we stand? Are we making preparation? If we got ahead to the country, what is your stance with the Lord this morning? It's very touching. Go back and read this word and really allow it to marinate to your mind. Like you're seizing something up, some food, some veggie link. Just think about it. What does the Lord want me to do? What type of time are we living in? 
you know, judgment starts first at the, of the house of the Lord. Is it judgment going on now? Is my name being called? What should I do? Think about it. If the righteous scarcely be saved, what chance do I have if I don't recognize my condition now? The time is ticking. What chance do I have? And then if you recognize it then and be on the right side, the Lord is saying, we are going to be suffer. We're going to endure suffering. But let it be well with our soul in well-doing. Let us do things according to the will. Let's commit our ways and everything. Let's submit everything over to the Lord. And he is going to keep us. I'm telling you, he's going to lead us. No matter what hardship is ahead, we're going to take it with strive and with confidence, knowing that God is with us. So let us really go through this today. Let's not focus on the, the day that the world celebrates Christmas. Let's focus on the ultimate gift, not all the gifts that you get from the world. Let's focus on the gift of Christ. And he's given us the knowledge. He's teaching us these things ahead of what's coming. That judgment is going to start at the church first, in your home, because you know better. Let us look at it as you contemplate this season and this weekend. Let us look where we are, are we vigilant, are we sober, are you drunk? Do you need a detoxing, a Holy Spirit detox? What do you need to be sober? What do you need to watch? We have eyes already. Is it a spiritual deeper? Watching is prior. It's our condition. It's our temperature. God is bidding us to take heed. The heathen heard the word of Noah, and they did not enter the ark. We are hearing this word, judgment start first at the house of the Lord. We are being tested first. But there's good things being tested because if we're living right, we're like, seal me up, Lord. Yes, seal me. Put the stamp on me, man. I mean, it's an exciting time. So let's look at it from that perspective as we close. Be excited because the Lord is going to seal you up for heaven and you're going to commit your ways into his hand and he's going to give you the strength to endure some of the suffering that is coming, some of the testing and the trying of our souls that is coming. I just want to praise the Lord and exalt him. In Jesus' name, as we will now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.